Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. If you want to know more about growing your Instagram account, then this episode is for you. I'm talking to a marketing expert and Boston Terrier mom about how connecting online can grow your influence and your business. But there's nothing quite like IRL friends, especially when it comes to socializing your dogs. So listen for her advice on starting a pack walk group in your city. Let's dive in. Hannah Zulueta's first career was in travel sales and marketing. After investing 20 years in the business and becoming VP of sales and marketing for a boutique resort group, she realized her career in travel took her away from her loves, her home with her dogs and San Diego. She decided to take the leap of faith to start her own social media consultancy so that she could work out of her home and live a life that included her dogs. Two years later, she's happy to share that she made the right decision. The best part has been all the new connections she made through the Instagram community. Hey, Hannah. Actually, that's how I met you is through Instagram. Hi, Tori. Yes, that's how we connected. I'm so excited to have you on the show because we've been friends on Instagram for probably about a year, maybe more than that. Um, And I'm just always so impressed with your knowledge of Instagram and all the different (laughs) strategies that you're always trying out. Um, So I can't wait to dive into it all here. Great. It's called ADD. (laughs) Try it all. (laughs) That's a good strategy. Actually, um, the episode that that aired right before this one, um, I was talking to somebody about ADD and just trying every single thing. <laughs> yes, you got Try, to. Trying every idea because you never know what could happen. Right. So how did you decide, coming from the travel industry, how did you decide for your new consultancy to be focused on social media marketing? So what happened was I actually fell into social media. I thought I was going to be doing travel consulting because it made a lot of sense. I had 20 years in travel and I got a few clients that were in travel right away, just a natural progression from having those relationships. But as you know, working for yourself can get really lonely. So um, I would act like I was going into the office. I'd start and I'd give myself my breaks and my lunches. And then I would play with Maggie at the time. It was just Maggie. Take photos. And then I would upload them into Instagram. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I noticed that there was the very... Um, cool one-to-one interactions that were happening and her account started to grow. And because I have a degree in marketing and I've been in sales and marketing, I said, there's something going on here. Let me analyze this with a business mind and try to figure out what's going on. And I noticed what was great about Instagram versus Twitter and Facebook, it was a much more kind environment. And um, it was very community centric, which I love. And working for yourself these were my friends online, you know, during the eight to five. And as that grew, I just said, you know what, I'm going to focus on this. I think I, I think I can do this for other businesses. And that's how my consultancy started. So what types of businesses do you do social media consulting for? So it's a hodgepodge. (laughs) 
And um, obviously, I've got my travel clients, and I also work with my sister-in-law. She's got her own marketing strategy consultancy up in L.A., and she focuses on the B2B space. So I've helped her with a uniform company. Um, I've got an HVAC client. I've got a windmill client. So it's a really you know, um, marketing is a contact sport and you can take the concepts and apply it to other industries. And even though I do have those kind of clientele, I'm trying to shift more into the pet space because it's just way more fun. <laughs> it is way yeah. more fun to just look at dog photos. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like work, which is it's, it's like, sometimes I say to myself, is this real? I'm going to go meet some friends and we're going to take photos of our dogs and it, it's just too much fun. I know sometimes when I am working on like a DIY project for my blog, I yeah. like get just, I don't know, silly, like laughing about it and just thinking, oh my God, this is actually my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. paid to craft something for my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. So that's how I fell into the social media world. So um, what's really cool about about you and, and something I'd like to talk about is your account, which I don't think we even mentioned the name of it yet, which is Maggie Loves Orbit. Um, yes. And it follows your two Boston Terriers. And um, you have grown that account like exponentially to crazy levels. So tell us a little bit about the growth of that account, um, how long it took you to get to the numbers that you're at now and, and sort of what it was like to do that. Okay. So, um, I probably spent an unhealthy amount of time in that account. <laughs> I will admit there were a few tragic events that happened in my life and it was a bit of an escape just to be online. I wasn't being very social. I just didn't want to be out and about. So, um, when, the uh, pups were sleeping or it was just Maggie at the time. I would be Instagramming and then Jason at night after we, we'd have an early dinner. We'd watch TV. I'm not much of a TV person, so I just would be on Instagram. And I think I'm at 92,000 now. And I started when Maggie was, you know, when she came into our life. So it was July of 2015. Um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing for the say the first 10,000. And I think that was when you and I met around that time and we got into our little business mastermind group and we just, you know, focused on it a little bit more. I, the growth has uh, ebbed and flowed. Um, on my best day, I was hitting 280, 300 followers a day. It was just crazy. And now I'm averaging anywhere from 100 to 120 a day. And then some days I'll have a slower day. But I think that's just with a shift in the algorithm, that's going to happen naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you have a really healthy approach to it. Um, what apps do you use to track how many followers you get per day? Do you just use Instagram or do you have other apps that you like? So I have Iconosquare, which um, has a lot of data on it. It's almost too much data because numbers are numbers, and it's all a matter of how you interpret that data. 
And I try not to look at a day-to-day view. I try to look at, you know, how's a month trending, how's a quarter trending. On the phone, there's one that's called Instagram Analytics. I think you pay $3 for it. And what's great is you can track, I think I'm tracking maybe 100 different Instagram accounts. And not just myself, but my clients, but I benchmark, you know, different pet brands, different influencers, just so I can see, okay, not necessarily having this one view of, the accounts that I have in front of me, but how's the sample of a hundred different accounts doing? And if I have a bad day and I see, well, Mandy the Frenchie had a bad day <laughs> and BarkBox had a bad day. And, um, you know, and I, I, there are certain accounts that I just love to look at. Then I realize that, you know, this is just what happens on some days and not everyone's going to be on their phone. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there's lots of things that happen. And I think, um, in the fall, numbers were down a lot because of there was a new natural disaster every single week. Um, And I saw in a lot of the groups that I'm in on Facebook and on Instagram, everyone was like, oh my gosh, my numbers, my numbers. And I was just replying to all of them, you know, look at what's going on in the world. Not everyone is on Instagram today. Right. So, um, So you do have to kind of look at the big picture. Right, yeah. And then the other part too is, there's just that much more content being put out there. So where when you and I first started, I mean, there weren't that many dog accounts. And now there's an insane amount of talented dog photographers and great personality accounts that, you know, if any one given you and you and I and other Instagrammers that I call publishers mm-hmm. are on the extreme side of amount of time we're in the app. A normal person is probably spending, they see on average, 30 minutes, 33 minutes in the platform. And they might only follow five to 10 different dogs. So there's just, it's just a much more crowded space. So I look at all of that and you've been doing social media for a long time. And you remember Facebook when Facebook reach was fantastic. And now it's maybe 3%. Now it's mm-hmm. maybe 0.1%. So mm-hmm. we We've seen a lot of changes um, just in social media. So I try not to let the daily dips affect me. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's the, the day-to-day grind of spending um, hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hours on Instagram. Um, I know you and I both do that. Um, but then sometimes there's unexpected things that happen. So have you had any sort of lucky breaks that really grew your account or just boosted your visibility or, or just made you excited? Um, so there was this one video that I did with Maggie. It was in the garage. It wasn't even set up for Instagram. It was my girlfriend and I, my best friend. We were on this health kick and we were accountability partners to each other. So we would video our workouts and send it to each other and more like, here, I did my workout today. Did you? And so I was doing this thing on my T-Rex and Maggie decided to crawl up while I was coming up and it was really bad. My hair was bad. I mean, I just looked like a mess <laughs> and I, and I sat on it for, I don't know, maybe two months. And then one day I said, you know what, I'm just going to post it because she's so cute for doing this. And, um, when I posted that, it did well on my account, but then one of these distributors um, circulated on Facebook 
and it just went viral. I think it was in the millions. And then I should have kept it with that group. And then another group said, we'll syndicate it for you and we'll publish it. So it lost a lot of the algorithm juice that it had built up. But I thought that was a huge break for our account. And at that time, there wasn't that many dogs mm-hmm. on Instagram. And um, then the other part is being part of being part of the San Diego dog community. It... Um, we were able to attend a model call for Petco and got on a bag of dog food. <laughs> that is <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. So we're in, it was a bit surreal. It happened over the course of five months and I kept it really quiet and I didn't even do a huge announcement about it because I was part of the photo shoot and I like to be behind the camera, not in front <laughs> of the camera. Well, so, and I, I know I work on a lot of, um, ad campaigns and stuff because I do acting and, yes. and and modeling work um and and lately I've gotten Lucy included in some things that I have been keeping under wraps until they're published but that's usually how it works like I don't like to tell anyone about anything until it's actually out there because you never know they could just pull the whole campaign the day before you think it's going to get published so that's usually a good a good strategy to sort of keep it under wraps <laughs> Because um, I've definitely told people, oh my gosh, you have to watch TV at 6 a.m. on Friday, and then <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> You've been on quite a few. I mean, I've seen you on a few spots, and so I think that's fantastic. I mean, it's I, I, I felt that's where you really get to know a person when you see them on video, because it's one thing to be interacting with photos and just commenting. But when you get to see someone face to face, you realize, I really like this person. You know, I could yeah. be your friend. <laughs> and yes. I friends. <laughs> yeah, I think video totally changes things. Um, and I, I hope that people feel the same way about listening to a podcast. Um, and if you, there is a video of this episode, if you go to my YouTube channel <laughs> um, and, and you can see Hannah and I, um, like our talking heads on Skype as we do this interview. Um, so, Speaking of video, you do post quite a lot of videos, and I know you do a ton of Instagram stories, and a lot of those are video. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, what makes a good video? What is something that would go on stories that wouldn't go in your feed? You know, how do you differentiate? Actually, it was in another Facebook group, and they articulated it perfectly, is that your gallery is where people get to know you, And your stories are where people learn to love you because it's more the unpolished, um, raw and real. And I think that's where your tribe is where you'll connect with them. You're not going to connect with everybody. There's interest, there's lifestyle, there's age, there's all these different factors. And um, with video, I feel like well, with stories, it's where you can really make those one-on-one connections. Sometimes I'll sit and I'll find myself watching stories and a half hour has gone by and I'll say, oh my God, I need to stop. <laughs> but um, in terms of what I share, I kind of think, I kind of try to package it around the photo that I may be posting yesterday or today or the, or tomorrow where um, it's what leads up to that event or let's say if you think about a painting being your photo and your gallery, then your Insta stories will be the brush strokes of what created that day. And so it's more a deeper insight of what you want to share, obviously. And I try to um, 
you know, have variety in what I share, but it's really what I just love. I mean, I probably overshare, if anything. (laughs) Is there such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) So I've had a day where we did a pack walk and I think I shared, or a hike, and I think I shared like 25 photos because there were that many dogs and I just wanted to share them all, so. Running your own business isn't easy. There is so much to keep up with every day to let people know that you exist. Posting on social media can be really effective, but who has time to research all the latest algorithms and strategies to gain new followers and get them to your website? Based on everything I learned growing my Instagram presence from my own account, which is at tmystic, I created a new business called Instamystic. I'm here to help you magically create positively engaging Instagram content, whether you're promoting your dog, your business, or yourself. You can learn more about how I can help you at torimystic.com. That's T-O-R-I-M-I-S-T-I-C-K.com. And since you're a loyal podcast listener, I created a free bonus just for you. Get 24 of my go-to dog mom hashtags by visiting torimystic.com slash dogmom. You can also find a direct link to this list in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, well, I love following, um, especially when you do like the dog meetups or pack walks in San yeah. Diego. Um, so are, are you one of the organizers of these pack walks or just a participant? I, I am one of the organizers with Real Pet Food. Um, Ruby started to do, I call them champagne pack walk hikes, which were great. She started doing them, um, her and her partner, her business, uh, organized three last summer, and attendance was fantastic. I think at their best, they had over 100 people go, and it was an evening hike, and we'd summit, and then we'd start drinking champagne, (laughs) So, and it was always around the full moon. And um, we realized that that was a lot of work, and it's not always safe to be hiking in the evening, and those hikes tended to be on a Sunday evening that summer is when the full moon was. And we said, you know what? The real purpose of this is to have a dog-centric event where we can socialize our dogs. She has a reactive dog, and Maggie, bless her heart, she's sassy, and she's she needs to warm up to dogs. So she's not a good greeter. She will backbite. You know, she is very confident in meeting someone and she'll get in their face and smell them. But the minute the dog says, hey, you're too close, she almost gets too sassy and backbites. Mm -hmm. So in talking to Ruby, we had the connection of both our dogs are reactive. We need to do activities that are all about the dogs. So let's just get together every two weeks and walk. And so we've had groups that are small, as small as six people. And this Saturday I saw we've got 44 people RSVP. So I think it's January and fit month. So I'll be um, sharing that and this will have gone up live by then, but I'll be sharing that. And I think Real Pet Food will be videoing it as well. That's so awesome. I think that, um, that that's just such a good idea. If someone wanted to organize a pack walk in their yeah. city, do you have any recommendations? Like is it a Facebook event that people RSVP to, or how do you organize it? So I would, we're currently organizing it on Meetup because there is a huge dog community that isn't on Instagram or Facebook. 
but they are into meeting up with other people. So we are using that as our main platform to publish it. We'll do a shout out or a mention here or there on our Instagram and Facebook, but it's really more on meetup. Um, in terms of organizing your first pack walk, I would look up to see if a dog trainer or um, you know anyone else is doing one in your area to join theirs before you organize your own because there is a dynamic of welcoming reactive dogs. That's why you're pack walking. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first encountered these, uh, they're called the Pet Whisperers and they're actually a client of mine. When I first saw them, they had one guy had 15 dogs and another guy had eight dogs. And um, they're a doggy daycare adventure camp type of business. And that's when I first saw how Packworks worked. And I attended theirs, but they moved. So then I basically stopped attending any because there wasn't any in our city. And then Ruby and I said, well, I've attended enough. Let's organize our own. But you do have to really make sure that safety is the first priority. You don't want any dog fights. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. And and I've organized um, dog events before. And, and usually we always have sort of like an emergency first aid kit with like a bullhorn to break anything up in case anything happens. So it is always best to be prepared yeah. for anything. Um, so we kind of glossed over your photo shoot with Petco. Um, (laughs) But, and I know it's maybe because you don't want to be in the spotlight, but I'm going to force you to. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to hear all about it. Like what was the day like? Did the girls have like a dressing room? You know, like what happened? Okay. So the first event was to go do the model call. So we went into their studio, they took photos, they played with them. They said, we'll call you. And then they called us and they said, you made it to the second round. And I said, that's great. And they said, we'll show up and go to this fruit stand, which we did. Um, and then they said, by the way, you're going to be part of it. I said, what? <laughs> Wait a second. I thought it was just the dogs. And then I said, okay, well, we'll go. And I didn't know if that meant I was handling them or I was going to be part of the photo. So when we got there, they did have all these different collars and leashes that they outfitted the girls with. which was super fun because I've always been before these two, my poor Zoe had like two collars and one leash. (laughs) So the world of dog fashion was very, is still very new to me. I still, you know, now, now when we go out and I take a few minutes to dress them, Jason's just going, are you done yet? (laughs) But, um, they dress the two And then they dressed me too. And um, that's why I didn't want to tell anyone because they dress you, you know, they dress you in a style they want for their Right. It's not necessarily you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, you know, it was very, and I'd never been part of that before. But the Petco team is fabulous. I mean, everybody had a dog. Everyone was just very friendly. There was even this one lady who had her dog tattooed on her arm. So I felt very comfortable during the whole thing. Um... Because they're smaller dogs, I had to kind of hoist them up. And, you know, with photo shoots, I think they probably took, I don't know, 500 photos. Right. <laughs> because my dogs are not like labs or retrievers with a happy face. They've got this, the RBF. They've got the very <laughs> grumpy looking face. And I know Orbit's got the sleepy eyes. So I, I could see, and I could see the photographer looking at the photo 
and going ahead and get it. And I was thinking, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's different when you're taking photos of your own dog mm-hmm. and you're at home or you're out by yourself and you're comfortable and you're having fun versus, hey, we're going to do this photo shoot and everyone has to look happy. I'm like, my dogs don't look happy right now. Right. They're dogs. They, they would dogs. rather be, I know your dogs would rather be at the beach than like sitting on a counter posing for photos. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was sweating. It was a warm day, and I think my mustache was starting to sweat. I was just <laughs> having one of those, you know, days, and then um, it all worked out, and the photo came out fantastic. Petco is a great San Diego company, and San Diego is very dog-friendly, so it's been a pleasure to work with them and continue to be friends with our team and you know we see people all the time so it's been great in that regard it was huge exposure for us and is the um the dog food packaging with your photo is it still in stores it's in 1400 plus stores (laughs) and they've got an app which is um the heads and tails app where you can upload a selfie And in this feed of people uploading their selfies, they also promote the Petco brands. So not only does it have presence in the store, it's also being promoted in their social media within their own app. And um, they're definitely they're definitely a very, you know, pet centric company. Yeah. And do you think that so did booking this sort of gig have a lot to do with the Maggie Loves Orbit Instagram account? I think so. I think that there were a few people who were Boston aficionados and, um, you know, we all have a bias towards, you know, four or five different types of dogs. Mm -hmm. And um, also they were launching a small breed line. So I think they only had three different um, menu items and then they got into the small breed line, the puppy line, the senior dog line. So when I went to the photo shoot and I said, okay, there's three other small dogs. I think we have a good chance. <laughs> That's so awesome. So yeah. talking about Maggie and Orbit, what are their different personalities? Like how are they different from each other? And then maybe what do, you, what do the three of you all have in common? So Maggie is quirky. She definitely likes to do things on her own terms, which – I think that independent streak is something we have in common because when the crowd is saying this, I kind of tend to ask myself, okay, what's really going on here and how can I look at this differently? And that's how Maggie is. She's a bit of a sassy pants, um, which I can get, which, (laughs) you know, we all can get. And then Orbit, she's just a love bug. She just wants to love and she can lie on her back and cuddle, and that's the part where I can do that very easily too. And I think I made a post yesterday about waking up early because all of last year I let myself just wake up without an alarm clock, mm-hmm. which was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I was waking up when my body wanted to wake up, and that's Orbit. She's loving the moment. I'm just enjoying this, and I don't want anything else. <laughs> But Orbit's younger than Maggie, right? She is. Yeah, so she it's is. kind of funny that she is like has like a wiser approach to yeah, taking yeah. her time. Yeah, she definitely – I mean, they definitely, you know, our dogs do teach us to slow down and appreciate life. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so we have to wrap up here for this episode, but there is some exciting news um, for both Hannah and I. We are both going to be speaking at the Blog Pause Conference Yay. in April. So um, I'm really excited we get to do that together. We're going to be on a panel about Instagram stories with two other Instagrammers. You might be familiar with the account I Party with Bruce Wayne and another account called Incredible Stella. Um, they're both really awesome. So them, along with Maggie Loves Orbit, and my account is Team Mystic, the four of us are doing a panel all about Instagram stories. If you're a dog blogger, a pet influencer, or just interested in social media in general, you should check out the conference. It's in April in Kansas City, and um, hopefully we will see many of you there. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. And we're going to finally meet in person, which I'm super excited about. Me too. Me too. And uh, everyone else that will be going as well, because we all talk to the community. So this will be fun. Yeah. When I went to the conference last year for the first time, uh, it was which just... Which you became the winner of. <laughs> yes, where, where I won an award for best yeah. blog design. Um, that was on the last day. But on the first day, I remember seeing so many people that we all know each other through social media and we all were running up to each other and hugging. Uh, and it was, it's just so special and it's such a unique experience to meet your online besties in person. It's, it's really special. So I'm looking forward to doing that with you in a couple months. Likewise. So thank you so much for being on the show. And real quick, tell everyone, um, they know your Instagram account, but tell them your website so they can find you. I've got several. <laughs> so obviously Maggie Loves Orbit on Instagram and Facebook and their website as well. I have Bark Community, which is a community account. And I've got Coterie Agency. It's got a period after that. And um, yeah, I think, but if you start off with Maggie Loves Orbit, I'm always in there in the morning and the evening at least. Um, and I will be able to answer and help you with any of your questions. Thank you so much, Hannah. Um, and of course, I'll have links to all of her accounts and different websites in the show notes that you can find at wherewagrepeat.com. So thanks, Hannah. Thank you, Tori. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wherewagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park. <laughs>